This is Culture Communication and Brand Moments with Shelby Joe Long, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Culture Communication and Brand Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Shelby Joe Long. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Shelby Joe Long with the Strategic Advisor Board and Business Dynamics. And I am in the Genius Entrepreneur Podcast, which helps you think about your genius in a different way because I talk to genius entrepreneurs that have created businesses out of their expertise, out of their genius. And today we have a guest that has a very interesting background in business and a business that has developed out of his expertise maybe a surprising business that has built out of his expertise. So I'm excited to hear more about Steve's story. Uh, so today on the podcast, we have Steve Swavely, who is joining us, and his business is the Evolution Leadership Coaching. And I'm excited to hear more about his business. Steve, welcome to the podcast today. Well, thank you, Shelby. I tell you, thank you. Thanks for having me. I love talking about this stuff. So um, you may need to tell me to shut up at some point. So if I <laughs> I just sometimes I just ramble on. I get so excited. So well, I'm looking forward to our conversation. As am I. And I think it's great to just to, to inspire our audience to think about their expertise in different ways, to talk about business. And it's just it's these stories are what create the inspiration for people. And I think that's really important. So that being said, why don't you give us a 30,000 foot overview of your business? And then we'll get into your background. Yeah, sure. Well, actually, the two, I think, are are interrelated, the, the background and the business. Um, I, I started out as a clinical neuropsychologist, went to, went to school at Georgia State University, got my PhD in clinical neuropsychology, and started work at the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston. Um, at that time, I was the only neuropsychologist at the hospital, and I was one of three in the entire state, so I had lots of opportunity. And I did clinical work at the hospital for, oh gosh, um, close to 15 years or so. And at one point in my tenure there, my boss came to me and said, hey, Steve, I want you to represent our department in um, this leadership thing that the hospital's doing. And I was like, ah, yeah, okay. It doesn't sound exciting to me, but um, if that's what the boss wants you to do, that's what you go do. And, and Shelby, I'll tell you, I went and um, I began to learn about leadership. And for me, it was fascinating because really leadership is about understanding people. And I, there was this tremendous overlap between what I knew about what made people tick and this thing called leadership. And so my, my background in neuropsychology was tremendously successful there. And then about um, 15 years ago, decided to make a career shift and left the clinical field and took that expertise of neuropsychology and brought it into the business world. And um, I haven't looked back since. If, if, 
you know, if you had said to me when I was in graduate school, Steve, someday you're going to be um, a leadership expert and you're going to be working with business owners and business leaders, I would say, nah, you got the wrong person. That's not me. I'm, I'm, I'm not a business guy. But what I found was that um, that expertise that I had in that in that science was had well, it had great application to the business world, and it's been a wonderful journey. That you know, I I I wouldn't have, I wouldn't change for anything. It has definitely been um, a, a a positive use of my my training and expertise in a way that is was very unpredictable. Sure, sure. So many of those themes are, you know, and I think when I, I've talked to many entrepreneurs that have created businesses out of their expertise, and and a lot of it happens when you transition your audiences. You discover you discover something about what your your knowledge and what you know, and then you transition it to a different application and a different audience. Very very similar to. Similar to my experience, I I did a very similar thing. I've been teaching in, at the university level for 15 years, and I was like, I think there's another place for this. And then I did discover another place for it, and I became an entrepreneur of my own genius. So it's it's interesting how that switch happens, and it's it's also interesting with your background how you have the scientific knowledge and transferring the scientific knowledge into that leadership. It's really interesting. Well, you know, I love your story. You know, my experience has been the very best leaders and business owners are their teachers at heart because (laughs) that's what owning a business or being a leader is all about is building relationships, helping people grow, building an organization by building your people. And that's, you know, at the heart of it, it's it's about teaching. So you're right. our, Our paths are not too dissimilar. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see those different applications. Can you talk more about the, your background in neuropsychology and what that, what that contributes to the leadership conversation? Because many of, I've read multiple books on leadership, as I'm sure that you have. And so I just, the Mm -hmm. unique pieces of your background and what that contributes to leadership. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, first off, let me define neuropsychology because I find a lot of business folks. Probably helpful. um, They go, (laughs) what exactly is neuropsychology? And, you know, I like to use the analogy of a computer. When you think about a computer, um, there are two important pieces to a computer. One is the hardware, right? This is the silicone chips, the circuitry, the motherboard. And then there's the program that goes into the computer that makes it operate. And you got to have both of those to have a functioning computer. A, a computer with no program is worthless, and a program with no computer is worthless. You got to have both of those integrated. And neuropsychology is like that in that it represents both the brain, which is the computer in my analogy, and the mind, which is the software or the programming of the computer. And between those two, between our brain and our mind, we are, it makes up who we are. And we bring our personalities into everything we do, particularly our leadership our, the running of our business. And so understanding who we are as a person based on that 
that neuropsychology is extremely useful to be able to not only manage your own behavior, your own actions, your own thoughts, feelings, and, and actions, but also to know how to create an environment that gets the most out of your people by helping them build their thoughts, feelings, and actions in a way that align with and support the success of the business. Sure. Interesting. So do you have a method for, seems like, can you talk a little bit about your method? I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. That was the view from, from you know, yeah. 30,000 feet. And now and, and you're, you're getting to what all my clients go, well, how do I use this? How do I apply it? Right. right. What's I'm the practical about it? Exactly. Yeah. What what's the pra- I learned a long time ago that I I when I start to talk about you know the science stuff, you get too deep into it. Um, executives' eyes will begin to glaze over and then they kind of fall asleep <laughs> after about five minutes. And <clears throat> but I think you know the application is um in three areas in particular that I find really useful. Number one is, and I alluded to this already, it's just the self-awareness. We bring our personality into everything we do. And mm-hmm. being aware of what are your strengths in your personality that support your efforts for success, and what, more importantly, are your potential blind spots? What are the things about your personality that might be hindering your efforts for success many times without your awareness? And so building that awareness is part of what uh, neuropsychology can contribute to people that are trying to build success either through building a business or growing their leadership or managing their career. Um, it, 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 it really is um, uh, key to success in all those areas. So that's one area, building self-awareness. The second area is communication. One of the leader's biggest and most important tools is good communication. And good communication depends on building good relationships. And that's really what neuropsychology is all about, understanding how the brain receives information and understanding how the, as a leader, you can best tap into that to, you know, to, to open people's mind to new ideas to move them in directions and influence them in ways they wouldn't necessarily go on their own and to uh, get results. And then the third area is in the area of motivation. How do you motivate your people? You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of a fun, you, I've, I've, um, you know, when I sit on an airplane, which I'm doing more of now than I did in the last couple of years, but before COVID, you know, I was flying all the time, going to visit clients and whatnot. And you know, when I sat on an airplane, I sat next to somebody who was um, a business person and, and they might, um, you know, ask, well, you know, what do you do? And I tell them, well, almost inevitably, the conversation would would go to, well, Steve, you, you're a leadership expert. Tell me, how do I motivate my people? And my answer to that is, well, you can't. You can't motivate anybody. Motivation is an internal state. But you're just asking the wrong question. It's not about how do I motivate my people. It's how do I create an environment where my people are self-motivated? It's a subtle but important distinction. And again, that's where neuropsychology can come in. It, It has a lot to say about what's the environment that you as a leader can create 
in your business, in your organization that can build motivation in your people and that they become really self-motivated. Oh, and so those sad. are kind of three areas. We, you know, you know, we can get down to some really practical applied areas in any of those um, three areas that you might that we might want to do so. So interesting. It's just interesting to hear different perspectives and leadership. You know, it, you hear very similar things, but it's so different in your lens because you have the background and the application that is more that's more science oriented. And I think that's particularly important. I mean, you worked in you worked in the clinical and hospitals for a while. And I think that's I mean, that's an area where particularly in the healthcare area, just where there's an extended amount of stress right now. And there is, you know, with the COVID protocols and, you know, the threats. And so it's, I mean, there's so much, it's a very important place for that to be, but those principles are, are in every executive leadership. Uh, I love, I love your analogy of the lens because that's exactly right. Um, We're all humans and we're all wired pretty much the same. Um, and there are some differences there. There are differences in how we're wired, but where the biggest differences come in is in our experiences. And so we got the wiring, we got the experiences, the computer and the programming that goes into it. And it's about those experiences that creates the differences in our our personalities, not exclusively, but primarily. Those are the things that we have to focus on. What are the experiences that we've had that created us as the person that we are? And how does how is that person helping support my success or getting in the way of my success? And because we're all wired the same, the lens that we look through is important because it allows us to put it in different perspectives. Absolutely. So I know that you have a book coming out. Is your book going to, I want you to talk about your book a little bit to promote your book and talk about your ideas, but is your book going to take a deeper dive into some of these ideas or can you talk a little bit about your, about what your book is going to be about and when it's going to be published? Sure. Yeah. So I've, um, I, I've always wanted to write a book and, um, Finally, the opportunity has come. The time has come for me to to do that. And the book I'm writing is called Optimal Team Performance. That's the working title. Um, It's due to be published in February. The subtitle of the book is The Power of Neuropsychology to Supercharge Your Leadership. And it's it's a very practical, applied approach to using neuropsychology in leadership and building success. So there's a chapter on motivation, just like we talked about. There's a chapter on communication. There's a chapter on building engagement. There's a chapter on managing conflict, a really important thing for leaders and business owners to do. There's an important on building culture and building team. Um, And so all of those are very applied chapters which talk about the science behind it, which I find um, gives people an understanding of why we're going to do some of the things that we're going to do in the applied piece. It gives it credibility. It gives it validity. And then they tra- all, each chapter ends with an ap- what I call an application box. Okay, it's here's how I take what I just learned 
And here's how I apply it immediately in my my business or in my leadership or in my career. That's great. I am very much looking forward to that book. I love the I love the background and the different lens that you bring to leadership. And I think it's it's so important to have, you know. I also am from the academic world. So research and having that scientific background is an important thing. And I and there's there I, I'm really looking forward to the book. And it's really, I think having those action items too at the end of those things are going to really help leaders visualize and conceptualize how they can implement in their own businesses. Yeah. And this is something you'll love is um, I, I try to include stories in everything I do. Yeah. So I have, I have um, um, examples of leaders that I've worked with that are, um, are uh, demonstrating or maybe failing to demonstrate the sure. topic of the chapter. And so it's done in a way that you get a little information, a little science, then you get a, a, a story about how it actually played out for a real leader. And then you get a, a piece on, okay, here's how to apply it in, in your world. Oh, stories are so key. And I'm sure that you told part of your story in there, which helps people connect to you. You know what? I have. And um, okay. And the good news is, at least I see it as good news. I don't just tell all the good things. I tell about the bad things as well, you know, the places where as a leader, I really, I screwed up. And, um, and, it, and you know, I mean, that's where we learn. We learn from those mistakes. We, you know, there is no such thing as a failure as long as you learn from it and you change and grow from it. Um, and so, yeah, there's um, there's some examples in there that I I am the the um, subject of the story. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's so it, having written a book myself, and just I just published my book. Uh, it's congratulations it's on that, Shelby. That is thank you. You know, me being in the middle of it, I know how much work that is. So, congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you, thank you very much. Not to not to take away from the light because it's a it's a big deal that you got your final manuscript in and now it's now the light is at the end of the tunnel even though there are some places to go through but it's it's hard and yeah. and I for me one of the most challenging parts of putting my story together because I did tell my story and then I talk about my method and I talk about transforming your genius into leadership but one of the most challenging things was telling my story and being vulnerable enough to talk about about those lessons that I learned because it wasn't all, it's not storybook. It's like you learn lessons and you change and you pivot and you move and then you meet new people and then there's another opportunity. So it's a very dynamic move and it, it is a vulnerable place to be. So, you know what I've, I've found that's, that's the only way it's the only path to success. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you got to be vulnerable. You got to take chances. You're going to mess up and you learn from your mess ups and you, you keep moving forward. It's, um, you know, in the 15 years that I've worked with leaders at all different sizes of organizations from mom and pop entrepreneurial businesses to fortune 500 companies, the, the single thing that I see that everyone has in common is they're willing to try things that are not going to be easy and that they may fail at, 
And if they do fail, they get back up and keep going. And keep going. Such an important and inspiring message to hear. I very much look forward to your book. I think it's going to be great. Well, Steve, what else can you, I am so curious about your whole program and all of your messages that you're sending out. I'm so excited to learn more about neuropsychology and the connection to leadership. If there was one tip that you could give your audience, the, our audience, about thinking about their leadership and understanding more about their power as a leader, what would you say just from your background in neuropsychology? Um. I'm going to, I'm going to give two tips. If we have time for two, I'm going to yeah. give, I told you, I love to talk about this stuff. So yeah. I'm going to give two tips. Um, the first tip is um, communication. Communication is so key to being a great leader. I'll tell you a quick story there. Um, my, my dad was an aeronautical engineer and he wanted me to, me to be an engineer so bad. He could, he could just taste it. And I remember in, in high school, um, him helping me with my helping me with my math homework. I just didn't get the math thing. And so me being an engineer just was not in the cards. And I remember sitting down at the dining room table, and one day he got so frustrated with me, banged his fist on the table, and he said, Son, don't you understand? There's only four things you got to know how to do to do math. You got to know how to add subtract, multiply, and divide. That's it. All math is one of those four things. Now, the problem is you got to know when to do what, right? When do I add? When do I subtract? When do I multiply? When do I divide? And communication is exactly the same way. There are four things that you need to know how to do when you communicate. You got to know how to explain things clearly. You got to know how to listen you got to know how to ask the right questions and you got to know how to give direction in the way that people receive it. And the key is about knowing when to do which of those four things. And that's one of the things that neuropsychology has helped us with um, building leaders is giving them the playbook for knowing, okay, this is the time I need to listen versus this is the time I need to give direction. Versus this is a time I need to ask questions or this is a time I need to explain. And when you understand that formula, it makes communication so much more effective and so easy, so much easier. So practice your communication, learn how to communicate. So that's tip number one. Tip number two. Go ahead. Tip. Do you have a comment there? <laughs> that was a great tip. I mean, people don't think about Communication is something that you need to practice and it's intentional and your habits develop in your communication after you practice and have exposure to that. So yeah, really in the moving from the clinical to leadership area, I think that's such an, it's so important to think about. It's a skill. Well, that word you used intentional, I think is really important. Most people communicate kind of intuitively, automatically, just kind of, it just flows. Whereas yeah. when you understand What's going on in the brain of a person that feels listened to, which is different than what's going on in their brain when you're asking them questions, which is still different than what's going on in their brain when you're giving them direction. And so when you begin to understand those differences, it makes your communication much more intentional and much more, much more effective. Absolutely. The, the second tip I'll give is that 
my, my experience has been that in all the people that I've worked with, the most successful people are those that have made a mind shift away from being achievement oriented. And by that, I mean accomplishing lots of things and, and focusing on being successful to shifting their mind just a bit towards more of a purpose orientation. What's my purpose? Why am I doing this? What's the thing that I want to give back to my community, my organization, my team, my world? And those people that make that shift go from um, from, from success to super success. And the irony is, as soon as they make that shift from being achievement-oriented to purpose-oriented, the achievement follows. And so the tip is develop a purpose around your leadership, your organization, your career, and follow that purpose. Let that be your, your North Star and stay with it. And the achievement, the achievement follows. It's a great tip. Great piece of advice. Yeah, that's that's great. And there's a lot of neuropsychology behind that, that um, I won't let your listeners' eyes glaze over and talk about it, but there's there's a tremendous amount that's going on in the brain that's different of a purpose-oriented person versus an achievement-oriented person. And those differences- I you make, can read about that in your book. Is that correct? That's right. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to it. I have one final kind of line of questions for you. Um, I, I want to ask about entrepreneurship. Uh, do you have entrepreneur? It, it sounds like your dad wanted you to be an engineer. Do you have entrepreneurship around you? Or just what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Did it just develop and you wanted just, to be out on your own? It, yeah, you know, I think you, I think you hit the, the the nail on the head right there. Um, I was going to say, I think it just developed, but what you just said triggered something in me. I've always had this streak of independence and mm-hmm. wanting to do things my way. And um, in the corporate world, um, there's some there's some guardrails that keep you from really doing that the way that I was hoping to do it. Writing a book is one of them. I, when I was in the corporate world, I wanted to write a book. I explored it and I found there was so many obstacles and um, compliance issues and all these things that I'd have to get past before I even wrote word one. It's just, it just wasn't possible. So I think, I think that streak of independence, wanting to do things my own way is what um, drove me eventually into um, being an entrepreneur and I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn back. Um, and go back to the corporate world for an evening. <laughs> I think that that uh, message probably resonates with many of our audience. So that's uh, that's great to hear. Well, Steve, this was a just exciting interview. I'm very excited for you and your book. I'm excited to read it and discover more about your perspective and background. Excited that we got to know each other. There's so much synergy in what we do in our businesses, and there's there's just many solutions that are between both businesses. I'm just excited to get to know you more. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. And again, um, I can talk about this stuff all day. So this is fun. (laughs) And I think you gave our listeners so many important things to think about with acting with purpose and shifting your mindset and, and understanding your deep intuition and how that is your leadership qualities. And I think all of those themes are 
so important to point out. So thank you for giving those gifts to our audience. I appreciate that. Happy to do it. Thank you for having me on. All right, Steve, thank you again for coming on the podcast. And I look forward to the next time when we have an opportunity to interview another genius entrepreneur about who have created a business out of their expertise. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Jill Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode. Oh, 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 oh